Willow Talk Podcast. Will no topic is off limits. Now here's your host, Mind Daddy, and Void of Soul. Thank you for coming to the Willow Talk Podcast. Boom, schlock, boom. In three, two, one. Boom, schlock, boom, everybody. My name is Ryan Wester. This is another episode of Neander Talk Podcast with one of my favorite returning guests. Uh, the first time I had him on the podcast, we bonded over some fun Louisiana shit. Steven Taylor. Baby boy, look at us. We Is this the fourth time, third time? It's at least the third. It's nice. It, yeah, it like kind of feels like home. It feels like coming back. It feels yeah. like... Come back every week. We'll start our own show. I love it. There's always substances involved. I always get good drinks. I always get like... Very good booze. I try to be a good host. You're, yeah, one of the best. One of the best uh, people I know who has a podcast is their living room. One of the yeah. best <laughs> single-handedly. It's a long list, I'm sure. <laughs> There's a few of them now in my world. Okay. Yeah, a lot more. Okay. I've been doing a lot more pods. Everybody's got a podcast this day and age. What's uh, what's some of your what's some of the most fun ones that you've been on with? Or if you don't want to say it because it might hurt people's feelings. Oh, no. I think uh, nobody, you know, nobody's going to judge my opinion on something, or at least they shouldn't. I think uh, I did this one called Teacher Quit Talk, which is like these two teachers who I didn't know before my incident. Mm -hmm. And who, when I did, it was the first time other people were like, yo, you did that? And then I checked and I was like, oh, this thing's like big. Like, it's a big podcast. Oh. Uh but it was like also a good time. You know, sometimes you do a pod. That's why I like doing this pod is because you do it and it's fun. You have a good yeah. time. You hang out. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you do it and you're like, have you ever talked to another human being? <laughs> Are we doing not even on them? It's just like maybe I'm not in it or whatever it is. But just like you've done bad pods before. And uh, I always like getting the ones where it's like, oh, this was like a good. Sp-. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes you put in an hour on a oh, podcast. And I know. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Trust me. I grew up in Louisiana. Yeah, that's why like you and I hit it off because usually if I tell somebody I grew up in Louisiana, they're like, oh, well, what's it like down there? And it's like, I don't want to tell this again. I don't want to tell you. Watch a documentary. Pull up <laughs> No Reservations the same way we all learn about places. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, I've had, I've had, <laughs> uh, I've done some good uh, pods and I've got, uh, yeah, hopefully many more to go. Well, yeah, I hope so. Hopefully some big ones. Big, big it's ones. It's crazy how big they are now. Yeah, there are some big ones. Ones you've never even heard of, and you're like, wait, how many million views does That's this That's what have? I'm saying. Like, Holy shit. I'm doing the pod that I'm like, oh, I'm just saying yes to pods, you know? I yeah. got nothing to do. I'm unemployed. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk, <laughs> you know? I got plenty of time, you know? I was, I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad you said yes, because I was... I don't know. I got insecurities like any other human being. And when I saw one of your posts blow up from your incident, I, I it was like hundreds of posts, comments on, on it, hundreds of comments on the post. And I was like, yo, come by to the studio. I'll have some good whiskey for you. Let's talk about this. Uh-huh. And I was like, he might not even see that. <laughs> and I was like, and if he does, he's going to be like, no, nah, I'm too big. For, like, I'm blowing up. For, like, I'm not coming over. Like, you know what I mean? I was uh-huh. like, he might not want to. Or even talk about it. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, what I think is funny about that is that everybody's brain does the same thing, which is be fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, everybody's brain is like, man, if I send this, maybe it's going to like 
are they even going to think, it? you know, all of our insecurities immediately get triggered. It's like a universal thing that we yeah. all have. It doesn't stop me, by the way. I still no. you shot. have to. That's the thing that you have to but, do. And, but you're like, oh, well, I hope. Well, dude, it's just like, oh, am I really going to set up the boat to go fishing if I might not catch a fish? And it's like, yeah, dude, you went fishing. Who cares? What yeah. did it really fucking kill you to be like out on the water? Hey, dude, one time I had Mark Normand, who I was like, oh, I opened the best. for, had a decent relationship with and then immediately burned it like a year later because I got too in my own head you know it's like i wasn't like how would you burn it i uh hit him i wasn't booked to open for him so i showed up anyway mm -hmm. and we were just shooting the shit hanging out whatever it was cool and that's how a relationship should be mm -hmm. that's how you should leave every relationship yeah we were just hanging out it was cool and instead i made it not cool and i was like i'm doing this podcast I do comedians sitting down roasting their oldest recorded set. Oh, yeah. Uh, set to destroy. Yeah. Fun idea. Uh, tough in concept because you got to get comedians to find their old material right. and upload it and send it to you. So it and like be willing to do it. Yeah. It requires mm -hmm. a lot out of people. And just to have one big guest, you know, it's kind of like you're, you're fishing and you're like, God, I could lay in this fucking catfish. And that's not a way to think about another human being, somebody that I enjoy, <laughs> right. you know, like this is like a homie. Like we went out and partied. Yeah. He's great. But you do that thing where it's like, it, it's, it's, it was definitely a lesson learned of like, I reached out. He was cool with it. He was like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. Whatever. You could tell that it just, it's one of those moments where like, it doesn't ruin the vibe, but the vibe is now halted. You know what I mean? Like, now it's turned into business. Sure. We were having fun. Now it's business. Now let me handle this. I can't. <sighs> and okay. so then I'm in my head when really all I should do is handle it like a professional, like I would with anybody else. You know? Yeah. Just, hey, here's what we need. Send it if you can. Thanks. Instead, I'm like texting my friend who I run it with, bragging kind of that ego shit and i was yeah. like oh dude isn't it cool Guess we're gonna i got blah 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 and i accidentally sent that to mark norman and it oh, was oh yeah my it, god dude holy shit and in the retelling i've made it sound better than it was it was like pretty braggadocious and pretty like oh my god <laughs> dude just one of the worst experience and then i tried to be I was no, like hey what do you do what do you do like just run away and never look at him again i mean kind of i just you know i was like hey <laughs> obviously not meant for you if you still want to do the pod just let me know and he was like uh-huh and then nothing and i just left i'll never i mean maybe i'll move to new york and i'll see him and it'll be a good joke but like I'm just that conversation, Whoa. that contact is done. That's not where I was expecting that to go. Yeah. You thought I was going to like f fuck his girlfriend get him or just watch him <coughs> I, have no. him blackmailed. No, I just didn't think it was going there. That is, Oh, I couldn't imagine that. How uncomfortable. But I think with maybe a guy, cause I've, I'm a Mark Norman fan. I, I listen, listen to him on different podcasts and he talks about how he's blown it with Seinfeld. Yes. So that's the other thing where it's like it's a universal experience, right? I want to be in my head. <laughs> I have plenty of moments like that where I'm like, God, dude, you really ate it out there. You really, you know, hanging out with people that you think are cool and kind of not getting it done. You know, feeling very uncomfortable. DC Youngfly uh, roasted me harder than anybody's ever roasted. Me. And that's like his job, right? Like that's just what he does. But like, 
he around everybody we were around the back of the green room and i had kind of been hanging out but i had already like stepped in it with him i had fanboyed out too hard i was just like yo really like your stuff uh i gave him too niche of a reference and i could see him be like god i'm gonna have to deal with this and so then i was just quiet the rest of the time you know then i'm just gonna hang back and uh, at the end of the weekend, McCole Hardman is out there. I'm name dropping people now, but I feel like it adds to the story of how embarrassing it was. Oh, a football player? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's out there. The co- It's the coolest group I've ever been in. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, you know, smoking weed over to, you know, my, my little own. And then he was just like, damn, white boy ain't got no friends. Damn. <laughs> and it like killed. It of killed. Of course. Oh. Everybody immediately starts laughing and it was like dude yeah just like that's bullying when uh, everybody's laughing at you it makes you go back to like school that's what it is and it needs to happen right (laughs) like there's and there was a part of me that that like i think that you got to cut somebody down like especially in comedy like you deserve to have your fucking knees chopped out from under you (laughs) because i think Chappelle says it you know best which he was like uh if that's what makes you quit, then like, right. You never should have done it to begin with. For sure. And it's like, I definitely wanted to, I, w- I woke up like every day for a week being like, I'll never fucking do, I yeah. never want to do comedy again. <coughs> I could see that. I wonder who, I don't know if there's anybody I would necessarily fanboy out. Really? I don't know. Mine's like, I'm always- sure I would, but like, I don't know if I, I don't know. I'd, I, I don't know. Mine's always out of respect. Mine's always right. like, it's a moment of, I think I would suck on SNL because I'd be like, God, I'm on SNL right now. <laughs> you know, I could, I, I have a, in the past, I've had a very hard time being in the moment. The moment's too big for you. I'm just appreciative. I'm just like, oh, wow. Who would have thought that I'd be getting paid to do this with like people that I Look respect. To, yeah. yeah. Like. And sometimes that has gotten me into just situations that I know every other person has. Like I know a bunch of performers and shit where you just talk about it and you're like, oh yeah, no, I've eaten it. Well, the thing with Norman is Norman, uh, because he has the same thing with like Seinfeld. I think he would understand if you went to him, like how long ago was this? Oh, like, two years oh plenty of times passed over you've grown you've matured a little bit and next time he's in town or something you'll be like hey i'm really sorry about that i was just i, I you know what i mean like like right just make up something like you can have it all written out and ready oh i've got a whole manifesto time. written i've got a whole well, no, you gotta be cool with it. <laughs> i'm just gonna pull out a scroll and then pull it down just and say like, like hey this is my jerry seinfeld moment yeah i'm sorry Please forgive me. I hope we can kick it sometime next time in the green room. Have a joint or something. Yeah, I uh, imagine that we are both the type that if it ever came up and we saw each other again. You'd ignore it. We would completely ignore it and then move on like nothing ever happened. And that would be what's best probably for both of us. And then if he ever brought it up, I would have a welcome mat of things to say of just like, oh, man, I really fucking it could be a, beefed it. It could be a real part of it. It could be a story that's, I don't know, like, 
it's it's being turned into a diamond right now. That thing's a piece of coal in a mountain right now forming. Uh-huh. And maybe like seven, eight years from now, you guys uh-huh. happen to be on some big podcast together. Yeah. And then you bring it up. Get and it's to like shoot this, the shit. Yeah. A yeah. good story. And you, you well, got, He was the first comic I ever uh, like saw live, I think. He went to my college. He came to my college in like 2012. And me and my buddy were like, I guess the only two people that really liked comedy there. I mean, it was a pretty, like, there were a lot of people there, but he did really well. And then he was doing some religion shit and it was like bombing because I was in North Louisiana. Okay. What, what high school? Uh, what college? Louisiana Tech. Oh, uh, right there in Shreveport? Yeah, close yeah, yeah. to. And he, like, you know, so I had already come up to him when I was working oh, I'm with him. LSUS. Sorry. Yeah. I had already come up to him when I was working with him and was like, oh, yeah. You know, uh, it's fun to see how this is like all worked out. You know, I get into those moments where I'm just like sappy and happy and I'm like, Oh yeah. Isn't this fucking cool. And then, uh, yeah, that's the it, pride comes before the fall. That's like, it's always just like, I'm happy. And then fucking tank. <laughs> well, two years ago. Wow. Well, at least that's over with. And now you're dealing with some wild shit. The incident. Have you talked much about it? God, I can't. That's like. Are you most sick of, of talking about it? Uh no. I mean, it depends. Like, it's fine. I think it's interesting. <coughs> it's cool. If people are still interested, then whatever. I can, you know. I think it's still happening. It's still an ongoing situation. Yeah, I think people are probably interested. Yeah. In it. I mean, I, I, I heard about it whenever. I don't even know if when it first started happening, but I started seeing like your. In front of the council or student. Uh, uh, yeah, the school board. The school board. Okay, yeah. I saw that. Um, and then I saw... So I knew it, and I was aware of it, and so I started following some of your stuff on your page and just kind of checking it out from afar. I still don't know a ton about it. And then I heard them on 96.5 The Buzz mention you on it one day. Oh, they were talking on that? Oh, they talked on it, and they used your, the joke, the audio. Oh, my God. So they, didn't even, they didn't even call me. I'm right here. They could have had me in studio. We could have been talking well, about Well, I don't know that you would have liked. They weren't they weren't fans of it. Let's oh yeah, that's why I want to call. That's why I've had two different radio stations that I've called into while they were talking about it to be like, "What's up? <laughs> What's uh, what do you think? Tell me what you think is bad about it." It's a joke. It's a joke. No, no, no. How's it not a no, joke? No, no, no. They just thought the joke wasn't funny. It's not. Okay, yeah. It's not funny. That's the problem. They, they just, that was it. Yeah, dude, welcome to TikTok. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason that I wasn't putting it out on stage. You know what I mean? There's a reason my stand-up isn't on TikTok is because TikTok's not made for being funny. You know what I mean? TikTok is made as a fucking catch-all. It's a, it's a cast net. You just throw shit out right. and you're pulling back fucking socks, you know, but, and some fish and uh, a bunch of turds, you know, who cares what you're pulling back? You're pulling some shit back. And so I was like, it was so funny because like, I didn't expect that video to do well. I was just like, oh, I just got to start putting shit out because all I know is if you put it out there, it comes back. For the listeners, so you, what is the joke and like the premise? It was just. The premise is fine and the joke is fine. The problem is the delivery and how you have to like present on TikTok. Okay. But like the idea is uh if a student annoys you, like you don't have to get into a power struggle with that kid. You don't have to like yell at the kid or like write the kid up. 
like you can just crop dust kids and then you can blame them for it. You can like gaslight kids. Like you can like (laughs) let them have it. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the whole premise of the bit, which is like, fine. That's sure. Funny. Right. But when you're telling it on TikTok, I've got 60 seconds. Right. To do a bunch of stuff to keep your attention. Right. 10 seconds at a time. And if you can't see what I'm doing, then I think it's more about you than it is about me. Because like, I liked it. I think it's fine. I liked it. I think it's okay. I got kids 10 and seven. They're in school. I had no issues with it. Well, what I don't have an issue with is joking about it. What I have an issue with is I don't, if you don't think it's funny because of the way that it's presented, some people like see TikTok stuff and they're like, oh, it seems cringy. Like somebody's like putting on an act and it's like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I've got 60 seconds to do. I'm yeah. playing to 10 year olds. Yeah, I'm putting on an act. This is like, it's like when I'm teaching, you know, when I was teaching, I would show up. And even if I had a hangover, <laughs> I'm trying to do something to fill 70 minutes of your time. Right? right. So like, yeah, I understand it from that point of view. But if you're like, you shouldn't joke about crop dusting students then dude you're the biggest fucking nerd i've ever met you stink you're like boring like if farts aren't relatively like if you're like dude you can't be joking about that shut up can't be joking about farts can't be i I joked about lying to students yeah because that's how you convince them that they farted right that was the connection in my mind okay i need a setup to i can't just open a video 15 seconds and be like i fart on kids (laughs) kids it's like, I got to have, I lied to them. Okay. I lied to them about what? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I crop dust them. Yeah. Right. There's nothing like mature about that material <laughs> at all. It's fart humor. Dude, it's fucking library humor. You could tell, you could play that video in the Casey library. Yeah. And kids and librarians would laugh at it. And it's like, yeah, that's who I'm going for. I'm going for. So who, who got mad at it? And you're like, why, why did you get in trouble for it? It just. Well, one, it blew up. Okay. One, it got like 500,000 views overnight, which is like more than anything I had ever had. How does it even happen? Because that, because I did it right. <laughs> like I knew that that was at least kind of the formula. Mm-hmm. And I did something that's popular on TikTok, which is teacher material. Okay. I don't want to be the That's teacher. That's not my algorithm. I Me know. neither. I mean, it's got. I've got a little bit, probably more than the average person, but I know people who like that is their algorithm, is just teacher content. Uh, okay. You ever be around teachers? I uh, was my grandpa and grandma were teachers. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like new teachers. You ever around like maybe one or two at a time? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm around them. I go to parent teacher conference. That's about it, dude. I've got friends that are teachers. You can't stop talking about it. Okay. It doesn't matter what you teach and what I teach and what she teaches or they teach. We're going to, we're going to talk about teaching. Okay. So like on TikTok, it's massive. Like it's a, it's a massive chunk of TikTok. That makes sense. And get that audience. Yeah. It was like, dude, I'm going on a teacher tour. I don't talk about teaching for half of it. No wonder that teacher talk podcast thing you were saying so big so big so big you got to get into a niche Dude, my friend is on crush the, it my friend is on the board teachers comedy tour board teachers you ever heard of it no sells out arenas board teachers theaters minimum wow small arenas in very small towns uh-huh. big theaters they sold out the midland 
Okay, who's going to it? Teachers and their there's that camp. Oh, I guess yeah. everybody relates to it. <laughs> my, if you said my grandparents were a teacher, yeah, you saw the board teachers comedy tour. You are more likely to go to that than you are uh, some random schmuck at the comedy club that you don't know either. Okay, you're gonna go to the board. Te- it's at a theater. Why wouldn't you go? So like when we did our tour, I did my tour of the unteachables. Mm-hmm. Do we made like we made money, which is impossible to do when you're touring. And you're doing a lot of uh, teacher comedy. No. Okay. They did some. They probably do more than I did. But the teacher comedy I did was like, you can't fire me. That type of shit. And I would just talk about how bad of a person I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not. It's funny to think about a bad person being a teacher. Absolutely. Well, that's everybody. A bad person's everything. A bad person's a postman. A bad person's a teacher. A bad person's a barista. Like, right. Yeah, the bit that I played is that I was a bad teacher as well, which was not true. Right. But that's that's where the funny is, is where it's somebody admittedly being bad at both. You know? It's kind of a character. It's absolutely a character. Yeah. Like, dude, my whole thing, this is what I told the district, is they would like they were like, uh, you know, how can we believe you? Because they were like, how many times have you farted on a student? And I was like, I laughed. Like, I couldn't stop laughing right. in the in the office like I'm, I'm having a meeting with hr and this dude was like how many times have you farted on a kid and i was like do you you hear yourself right you hear what you're asking me and i'm looking at my union rep being like we're all away dude i was so pissed my union rep told me not to record the conversation he was like i take extensive notes if i thought there was an ounce of possibility that a grown man was going to ask me how many times I had <laughs> farted on a kid and I could have had that on recording. I could have had that. That whole conversation I could have had. And I leaned over and I was just like, are you serious right now? Like, it was so surreal. And I don't know, man. I just think, like, it was a very strange situation and a strange thing for people to be mad at. But Did you say, like, only 12 or 13, but they were asking for it. You don't know what they want. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, dude, that One was... I had to pin down, but you know what? He deserved it. He had it coming to him. The thing that they asked me is they were like, how many times have you lied to a kid? And that's what pissed me off. Oh, sure. That's when I was like. They really took this joke literal. They took this joke so the... literally. What? It's also why. Do they why... not have a sense of humor? Are it's... they not going to the board teachers conference thing? Yeah, no, they've never been called dead because they're HR. They make 100 grand. They're not paid to laugh. They're paid to fucking ruin other people's times and protect their fucking paychecks, you know, because I went rogue because I have 500,000 views, 500,000 views. I did that back to back. The second video is a little, I, not many people have seen that one. Okay. That's the drug video. It's a much better video. Uh, it's also a little bit more edgy. The premise is I love when students talk about drugs in code like, I don't know what they're saying. Right. Uh, I work at an alternative school. How do you think I got the job? <laughs> right. And then I just talk about, yeah, let me be blunt with you. Don't end up in the joint. Like all this other, again, it's like kind of divulges into like teacher shit, but it's like easy. Good play on drug words too. Great. Don't be blunt. And I'm right. I was writing this stuff. All that happened was I finished work contract hours over and I'm like, man, the lighting in here is great. Like, seriously, I had so much natural lighting from mm-hmm. the wall next to me. 
and all of these comedians that I had worked with who like were big on social media and they just kept being like, dude, you just got to post, dude, you just got to post, dude, you just got to post. Right. And then I'm sitting there after work and I was like, dude, you just got to post. Like, I just got to like, I just like filmed the first one, filmed it in like 10 minutes was like, just, Oh, how do I do this? Okay. What do I do? And then with the drug one filmed it in like five minutes. And my whole plan was, Oh, I'll just do this every day. Right. Every day I'll just come in, you know, even if it's not good, even if I don't love it, I did it. It's something that I accomplish. It's like working out. Right. Like even Throw if it a wasn't bunch of good shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, dude. Sometimes you run and you tweak your ankle in the first three minutes, and yeah. then you're like, "Well, this mile's gonna suck." Yeah. Or ten miles if you're you, but like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you. It was just like, yeah, you show up, you do it, you see what works, and then the reason I dug my heels in so much is because they were not getting like they were. They took it so literally that I was like, did they? Do you think they really did or do you think they had to act like they did? No, I think they did. I think they were getting complaints and people were legitimately asking that question. And I think they're trained to take everything at face value. So when somebody's like they're reading gay books to the kids and you read the book and it's got one scene in it that's vaguely gay and <laughs> might mention a, a person talking about a sex toy or something. I don't even know if that really like exists in schools. Like they say that it does. Right. Never seen it. Yeah. But people lack the ability to come at things with nuance. So even school boards, if you say, Oh, they're the books, you know, too sexually explicit and it's fucking like of mice and men or some shit. And you're right. like, well, dude, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, <laughs> You know, you we should be able to have nuance, but that's not the day and age that we live in. If somebody says that book's gay, that book very likely is going to get tossed out of here, you know. And for the same thing, like with me, they were like, how many times have you lied to a kid? Right. And it's like, dude, why would you ask me that? Like, I teach my kids how to analyze fake news and propaganda and misinformation, how to like dig deeper on sources yeah. how to like extra click we call it one extra click where you just do a little digging into who the source is and very important the most important mm-hmm. thing that anybody could learn in any history class mm-hmm. is how to do research and how to uh trust like in general <laughs> yourself and what you're reading and your ability to like think through it right but like that is not what their ability is because that's what I kept saying as I was like, they said, why should we trust you sitting here in front of us and not, they had me on a TikTok on a little projector <laughs> and hey, dude, it was the most surreal that's experience. Wild. It was crazy. You must have felt like you were in a movie or dude, I it did. And it felt like the lamest movie. It was like, <laughs> dude, this is going to be in a bad Scorsese scene. That's like cut out yeah. or something. But like they fucking would not stop showing it and showing it and they asked me and they were like how can we believe you and not this and i was like with i mean like with all due respect the same thing i would tell my kids is like don't believe what you see on tiktok <laughs> like i don't know how to tell you this is a character right besides saying like open the profile and it's me doing stand up it says i'm a comedian and then it's me doing like weird yeah do they look at any of that well that's the thing when i tell them that's what i would teach my students to do when I say that to them, they're like, but you can't tell that from this video. And it's like, well, I, I, I don't know how to, 
I don't know how to help. If we're catering to a parent that gets mad about this, or if you're legitimately mad about this, then you, we're never going to get to a place that I could like Jeez. be a teacher with you. Right. You know, it just happened again. Like now that they're watching, I made three videos and got put on paid leave. Like there was no way that I was going to, you know, just roll over and be like, yeah, I'll stop making content. <laughs> I know that it worked really well. I'm going to completely give up on it. Are you completely fired? You're, you're not a teacher anymore? No, I'm done. Um, Would you go back to it somewhere else? No, because comedy's the plan. Like, I was going to resign at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean, you know, kind of like vaguely, <laughs> mm-hmm. we've known each other for a little bit. I mean, I'm on the road right. pretty consistently. Right. And if I had it my way, I'd be on the road every single weekend. Right. Right. And uh, that's what I like to do. I like to be out there. I yeah. like to go town to town. I like to do shitty shows. I like to do great shows. Uh, and I like to build a fan base in different areas. That's fun. It's my favorite thing to do. That's cool. And I was doing that while being a full-time teacher. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, so many times I would go to Omaha, (coughs) come back, get home at like three in the morning. Oh, pass out, wake up at six in the morning, go teach, then go to an open mic on Monday that I ran Burning the candle at both ends. Then go teach again in the morning and then go to another open mic. That's taxing on you. And and so I felt like I was going to give up, you know, teaching at the end and just take a leap of faith. And then I was like, man, I'm going to come back, you know, give it one more year. I had some people I wanted to watch graduate. That's cool. I was like, I think if I really focused on my social media this year, then I could leave and feel better about it. Mm -hmm. And instead... Now I just get to leave the same way I would have left before with a little bit more momentum than I had, which is, you know, I got some traction online. Yeah. How much has this helped you? I think getting momentum right is the most important thing in anything that you do. Mm -hmm. So it's just given me a bump. Like, it's just like I've gotten 20,000 followers on TikTok. Oh, shit. Nice. But it's only on TikTok, which is like. Right. Uh, Does that translate in the real world to anything? Well, TikTok translates better than anything else. TikTok is really? the most effective at translating to... Like tickets, shows and tickets, stuff? Tickets, shows, sales, merch, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, and it does well to build your Instagram, as, you know, as well. Right. Um, but it's not like so massive that it's like, oh, now I'm just... This is comfortable. Like yeah. I still have to build that for the next year, but and you can use this for a while, right? It's it's just momentum. Now every video I post is getting like a minimum of five thousand views. Nice. Most of them get twenty to thirty thousand views. Nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, if that's happening, I'm at least in some level of like the algorithm now, and I know that okay, whatever. As long as I start getting consistent. And I'm making good content. I know it's going to reach somebody. And that feels just, it just feels better knowing that like, okay, I've got like a motivation here. There's like stuff that I want to do. It's, it's just, it it feels like, okay, something's finally got the ball rolling. 
Okay. Because for years you post on socials and you don't get shit. Yeah, trust me. Dude. <laughs> I mean, my Instagram is trust still me. the same. Yeah. My, like. <clears throat> yeah, it's like you just get stuck. You're just stuck at a certain level and it's just hard to get past. Like you get a couple of followers here and there, but. And yeah, some people really know. I have figured out. Some people really know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm not that guy. And I'm not either. Right. Like I'm following the advice of blah, 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 you know. 18 other people yeah and just being like okay what can i do that doesn't like totally sacrifice all of my creative integrity mm-hmm. and is also like gonna be received well like what's gonna be like okay it feels like you're playing to the lowest common denominator <laughs> a lot of times yeah you know you're playing to an algorithm yeah and it feels gross. Tricks and, yeah, manipulation and, yeah, I don't, I'm not into it. The th- it's the thing that I hate the most about the situation is that it now involves a lot more discussion about. Have you had a lot of DMs of people upset with you or not like, what usually. have the DMs been like? My comments are very hostile. My, on, on all platforms? Yeah, mostly everything's on TikTok. Okay. And most of that is. What's yeah. the comments like on People are hostile on TikTok. Like they, it's always anonymous vaguely and they just post like, oh yeah, you never should have been around kids. I had one guy who was like, usually it's always, uh, this is a thing that I've known. It's always MAGA folks. Of course. Always MAGA folks. I hate teachers. They hate teachers the way the left hate cops. Really? Yes. They. Is that because teachers are Democrats? They think. They think that the education system is socialist, which is like this thing that's been layered kind of like the education system is a propaganda machine. I don't know that I would say that it's like, yeah, but wasn't it propaganda for like loving America? I don't know what it is. That's it. It's like a patriotic for years and years and years. I pledge allegiance to the flag. And then they think, oh, we've gotten away from that. So therefore, what that means is prayer should be back in school and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, they're like, oh, they're indoctrinating our kids. It's that same thing. They're turning them gay. (laughs) Teachers got a pride flag. Why you got a pride flag? You don't pledge allegiance to the pride flag. And it's like, I don't know, man. I think I'm just going to make a kid feel seen in some way, shape, or form. You know, every other kid's got a bunch of other things to see. Yeah, I'll have a pride flag up in my room. And that's the thing. Like, if I talk about pride flags or – you know, they try to do the drag ban here. So I made some videos, you know, before these popped off, making fun of drag bans. Like, why would, you, how is Missouri going to limit any more fun from happening in the state? <laughs> like, drag shows are fun. Like, how are you going to, you can't stop fun. You're Missouri. Like, you're barely fun to begin with. You need all the fun you can get in Missouri. And so people see that video and then they're like, oh. He's one of them. Yeah. And so I've had people throw some like crazy shit in the comments. And I have a lot of them that are like supportive. But Uh, never in real life. Has anybody, right? Like, has anybody come up to you and said some shit in real life? Like, I've had some people come at me sideways who, like, they weren't aware that what they were saying was indicating that they didn't agree at first. Like, they were like, yeah, you know, when I first saw it and my wife was like, can you believe this? And I was like, wow, that seems kind of dumb to me. And then, you know, I just can't believe, you know, what they've really done to you. And the more I look, the more I'm, Oh, okay. I see. And it was like, brother, I didn't need the first part. Like I didn't need, (laughs) 
I didn't need At you. At first, to, I thought it was really dumb. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need you to lead with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know how I did this. Like, I yeah. know how it's gonna look. Like, I wish people were more uh, less willing to talk and yeah. like share their opinions <laughs> on the situation. Are you opening with it? Like, like when you go in, like when someone brings you up, this is. He was formerly Fat Steven. Now he's formerly teacher, now fired. Like, do you do some shit like formerly that? Formerly employed. No, yeah. no. Because nobody knew me before, nor did they. Probably just like, <clears throat> hey, have you heard of the guy, the teacher that got fired for a fart joke? Well, this is him. Yeah, no. Sometimes I have added the Breakfast Club into my credits, you know, featured on the New York Post and the Breakfast Club. Oh, and uh, you were on the Breakfast Club? They featured you on the Breakfast Club? I was club? the donkey of the day on the Breakfast Club. No yeah, fucking dude. way. Yeah, dude. And then Charlemagne said I should register as a sex offender. <laughs> he was like i don't know maybe he's practicing material but if not he should register like it felt like they were giving me a bump Holy like a, shit. a press bump right it, they didn't feel like they were like really going in on me dj envy was like defending me it felt like just a reason for two dudes to talk about farts while gaza's being destroyed <laughs> like it felt like a good like <laughs> oh yeah we can just talk about this instead of that and damn you made the breakfast club that's yeah, dude. fucking great yeah Wow. Yeah, it's the dumbest. Here, I'm thinking it was something cool you made. 96.5 with Buzz. No, no. No offense. That's one of my favorite shows, but the Church of Laszlo. Shout out to SlimFest. I did the, uh, uh, it's the news interview I did with Fox 4. They called me and were like, hey, can we come meet you? Or could you meet us? And I live kind of around their station. I was like, yeah, I'll I'll come up there. And I just thought I was going to do like a real quick boom, boom, boom interview. Uh, I didn't even really think about it being on camera, but I was so fucking high. I was like so incredibly high. I was just like, but when the news calls, you're like, I'll do the news. They're like, we want to get it ready for the 10 o'clock news. And I was like, absolutely. And so I just fucking (laughs) hauled ass over there and showed up and did the interview just on the street high as fuck. And that is the interview that like blew up. That's the interview that like I don't think I've seen it. It was the one that Breakfast Club used. It's the picture they used. Oh it's fuck! The, I'm uh, missing all kinds of shit out of this story. But I've... yeah, it was because uh, I had friends in San Francisco who were like, "It's on our local news station." Yeah, and it was because they're all interconnected. Sinclair runs all the viral. Oh, dude, dude it was like a, what it was is a it whole like? thing. Is it, it was... great? Or does it suck? I mean, it's fine. It just, again, it's like, oh, I know what this is. I did this. Yeah, but do you ever expect to actually be like fucking viral or the whole country? Oh, I knew I had to. I knew I had to get something or else I was going to be like pretty pissed for the whole situation to go down like it did. But like when it went down, like I told them in the HR meeting, I was like, you're treating me like I'm a fucking PR nightmare. You know, when I, all I had done was had three TikTok videos do well. That was it. And yeah. I was just like, if you think this is annoying now, like <clears throat> just wait until you fire me. If you really fire me over this, like I want you to know I'm going to make this suck. Like I'm going to be annoying. And when they did, I was like, I'm not going to fucking, I went to, uh, I had three different, I, I was immediately posting about it, like immediately making the videos because are a lot of eye, like a lot of added eyes are on you now. Probably Dude, all the news massive. stations and everything are looking yes. at everything. As soon as I posted, I'm on paid leave. Insider reached out to me the next day. Whoa! And they worked on an article for like a month. Whoa! Yeah, and but then like it was like a couple days later that uh, 
yeah, a few like of the like press junkets, like the Daily Dot and those kind of fucking, you know, Damn, the gosh. the little swarmy media organizations. They started hitting me up and yeah, it was like a slow burn, but I kept like it, it, what it felt like was like uh, uh, the, in Survivor whenever they first land on the island and they first build the fire and then they're just like for days. They're like, how do, we got to make sure that we keep this thing going no matter what like ever do whatever you can we don't really know how to do it but we're gonna fucking try mm-hmm. and that's what it felt like it just felt like okay, you had to uh, keep stoking the fire just and keep finding it. different ways to like because i didn't want to just talk about i didn't want to be the disgruntled teacher i don't just want to be the guy that got fired i don't want to brand myself as the teacher comedian who got fired and is like angry and pissed off at the right world. right but I'll do it for as long as it'll work. You know, I'll do it for as long as like it needs it. And then I'm going to try and back off. And then I was doing, I was just trying to find different unique ways to like That's be an asshole, but still be entertaining. Yeah. And it worked. It got momentum. And now it's like, okay, well now where, now where do we go? Now where? I don't know. Really? Yeah. I think I'm going to do two different accounts. I think I'm going to do one for like teacher content. And, like, actually make that, like, because I hate to say this person, but Elon Musk put out, like, a tweet the other day that I caught, and rarely do I pay attention to what any billionaire says ever. Um, But he, it was just so, like, uh, straight and to the point that it stuck with me, where he, it said, uh, it's easier to make $10,000 than it is to save $10,000. And I was like, yeah, fuck, that actually just works mathematically. Like, that just <laughs> makes way more sense right? when you say it like that. So why am I cutting myself off from making money? Which right now is I have – I never taught what the district told me to teach. I never taught, like – they never give you lesson plans, and they're like, go ahead and teach this. They're like, you need to teach about this. And I'm like, eh. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not going to. That kind of makes sense. I'm a professional. Like – yeah. It's my job. They never would have done the fake news thing. They never would have done like click restraint. They want you to teach 1865 to 2001. And it's like, hmm. that's not how it works anymore. Like, that's just not. Really? They just want like the standard same shit that we all kind of grew up and the generations before us kind of grew up. That's with? the curriculum they're putting out to you for you to use. And you can, you have creative. I mean, it kind of makes. Uh... I guess, no, it doesn't make sense. This day and age with all the information out there and the ease of access to the information exactly. out there and knowing, verifying sources now. Like, I, I would love, I would love to go back to like my seventh grade history book oh. and just go through it and, and, and pick apart what's fucking all wrong with that shit. Dude, in Bossier City, I didn't know who John Brown was until I moved up here. I graduated with a degree in <laughs> history. History educate. I didn't know who John Brown was until I moved to Kansas, right? Like, it's not just, there's like, yeah, a lot of the shit that you're like, God, dude, anything that I could Google, I don't need you to like teach me because now I can just learn all that stuff, you know, pretty quickly. I need to be teaching kids like how to think. I, I would always start at the current day issue. And work backwards. So you're a history guy. That's right. I yeah. think I remember that. So if kids were like, oh, gun violence <coughs> is an issue. Well, how did we get there? Like, how did we, what's the history of guns in the United States? It and is then, the history. 
it's a very it's actually very little of the history really it's incredibly little of the history the second amendment is not legislated by the supreme court until 2009 i'm just saying guns in general how the impact the impact of the history that it's it's had but i'm talking about like the second amendment like that whole the okay. gun rights issue is not like a thing that is contested in any way shape or form until the 1960s like 1960s 1917 1970s you get the black panthers who are like we have a right to defend ourselves right from a tyrannical government right mm -hmm. and then you have reagan being like whoa <laughs> absolutely not no 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 get these fucking panthers out of here take yeah. their guns with them take their guns confiscate the guns and then he gets paid by the NRA. And then Reagan's like, actually, <laughs> they didn't have good ideas, but we do. And it's the same ideas. But yeah. like, and then from then, it's like not. It really is a, the gun issue is something that I think is like really easy to teach you as history through. Because it very directly involves civil rights. Like very directly involves like the 80s, the war on drugs. Like it's a, and that's what. That was a wild That's time. what students need to know. Yeah. Students don't need, they need to know. Iran Contra. Yeah. They need to know what they want to know. And what they tend to want to know is like, why does my world look the way that it does right now? And it's like, all right, well, let's figure that out. Like, let's kind of like do some backtracking here. And you get them back to the Civil War and then they're like actually locked in. They're like, oh. Civil War is cool. I don't know shit about the Civil War. I don't know. It's the best. Dude. I don't the Civil know. War rules. Nah, I, I shouldn't say that the Civil War rules <laughs> with this accent, but the Civil War is great. I'm just, I'm not, I've never been too interested in American history. It doesn't it interest me that much. Does history interest you? I love history, but Which I like part? further, I want to go further back than that, you know? Like what? Like, I want to know. Like, when was the first war and why? Like, when did man start warring? I know that it had different tribes and stuff, but, like, when do, like, all these... Like, when does a tribe start becoming into, like, a village, into an empire? Like, when it's one leader that rules all. Like, I want to know how, like, kings first started happening and ruling shit and then having, war, like, wars with other kingdoms and taking over land and, like... Right. How and why? Like, I, I'm interested in that shit. Like, Romans, Athens, you know, the, uh, Greeks. Yeah. See, that's the where... Byzantine Empire. I don't know. Crazy shit. Oh, I don't know. Like, I think ancient, that ancient history, the, like, which is basically also involving, like, sociology. Yeah, like, the creation of societies. Yeah. Uh, that whole, like, thing, I think, is way more fun when rooted in, like, philosophy. Like people like philosophize about how man came to be and how we entered into these societies and these thoughts. And that's how you get like every base of political talk now yeah. is just from that idea is like people kind of theorizing about how that comes about. So like the philosophy behind that, like Rousseau and Locke and all these people that like all the founders read mm -hmm. like that stuff gets interesting i can't do the roman empire at all i couldn't give like less of a fuck about ancient history besides really? 
the philosophical one, like Socrates, Plato, yeah. Greece, like kind of Athens. Like yeah. I do like that, and I enjoy Roman history, but it's like. I mean, just the way they warred was so brutal. I mean, it's hand-to-hand combat with, like, spears and shields. and. I feel like I look back on that swords. time. Read, when I read Roman history, it feels Horses. like reading Harry Potter. I know, but this is real. This isn't some magical bullshit. I mean, this is Hannibal going across the Alps with fucking a couple, ele- like, some elephants and shit. Right. You know, like, picking up all these different other villages to join them to fight like and the the route that they took it's just yeah it's this i just think like when i do think about american history i am somewhat interested in like the people that went west like cuz where we live mm-hmm. there was a lot you know the lewis and clark trail is right here yep. and, and like you know i'll drive to kansas and you just see all the rolling hills and it's like i'm going 80 miles an hour right now 20 miles away, it's taking me nothing. Like, these people on horseback and wagon with their family mm-hmm. took them probably all day to get there. Yeah, it, and, and, and and they they walked for three months, and then they stumbled upon the Rocky Mountains. Like, you think about that, where they're just like, they're approaching it the whole time, and they're like, what the hell could that be? You know? Yeah. And then you get to it, and it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Like, I love all of that stuff. What I'm obsessed more with is why they were leaving and why they were going there. Gold. And now and what does that mean for everybody else? Like, like how does that, like, <laughs> how does San Francisco and the impact of everybody leaving San Francisco <coughs> right, affect Kansas City and Denver and, like, all of these other little mining towns that are now gone? Like, that's the shit that I like. Yeah. I'm so into the shit that I see around me. Like, that's the shit that I... I, I can't... Like, Lord of the Rings? Psh, not for me. <laughs> I'm not into that either. Not. It's just not my, you know, fantasy, whatever. Yeah. But uh, you can be something, you know, about something happening right now. I'll tell you what I've never really been super interested in um, is Israel-Palestine stuff because they've been... I don't know. I've just never really paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I've I've... I, you know, I was a military brat. I've moved in a bunch of places. I, I could count on my hand how many Jewish people I've ever met. Like, it's not that many. Yeah, not a massive Jewish or Palestinian population. No, but I've met more Kansas Palestinians City. than I have Jewish people. More I'm in Muslims. comedy. I've definitely met more Jewish people. Sure. But uh, a ton of Muslims from whenever I was working, for sure. So I just, I've, I don't have that much. It's never interested me that much, and I've just, you know, whatever. But now all this shit's going down lately. I've been trying to get educated and kind of figure out what the hell is going on and how far it goes back and basically all i can come up with is religion is stupid oh god yeah i mean <laughs> wow. i mean it all goes back to like it all goes way back like thousands of years with like god gave this person and then this king had a brother and he took over this and then he was over here. Then years later, this, it's just like, so that's thousands of years. Like you guys, like, why are we? And then, and then I start getting up. So like, why are we getting involved with this? Like, like, how did we get from there to now? Like, uh, we have to be, we have to give Israel this much money every single year. It makes the world safer. How does it make the world? I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that I'm trying to figure out. And I just don't fully understand. Well, it's, uh, 
I think it's very tough to like it's it feels like an impossible thing to like why did they get land there in like nineteen forty one or whenever it what forty four religion and protection like it it does all come back to religion, but when you talk about like oh the how do kings get started and towns get started like that's all based in religion like at a certain point well that's got a text be, that we have, but that was so long ago. How do we know what really is true and how did it I don't know well no, I mean like that think about like if we uh, strip back all of society that we know all of the cameras are gone the mics are gone we are just two dudes in a field right now and then uh like 15 other dudes and nine other ladies and three children all we you know zombie times we just fucking we got no other frame of reference we all just met right now Mm -hmm. how do we like start a an organization okay well me and you we're the brains and the brawn, mm-hmm. right? We're, we we overthink things and we're, you know, fit relatively. You can outrun me, but like I could probably bench press you. I oh, think I yeah. could like get it. Yeah, yeah. I'll kill so, the deer, you haul it back. Exactly. So <laughs> now, you know, we at a certain point, give it 30 years, give it 20 years. Look at any cult documentary when you start this tiny little community of people you want power over. Because that's what everything ends up being, right? Is like a quest for power. So then yeah, it's like, this, oh, yeah. you should pick me for the same reasons that you should pick you. Oh, fuck, that's not going to work. You know what? God, huh? That thing that makes all of your crops grow, he chose me. Because it was just a way to explain seasons for the longest time. It's just like God and like how it works. <laughs> and so you're like, yeah, that's he chose me. And now that gave me power. Once it works once, it works 100 times. You know, that's just like. That type of thing. That's how you get kings. But how did they figure? How did he figure out to be like? Oh, there's this thing. God, it's just it's the sun. I, I, well, it wasn't the sun. He actually. I, well, it starts with, it starts with. Uh, why do your kids believe in Santa Claus? Well, because you tell them that it exists, I right? Those little fuckers. Yeah, and so with God, it's like you're trying to figure out why is it so cold? Why is it so hot in the summer? Why do the leaves turn? Mm-hmm. in the fall oh why are there so many flowers in the spring baby it's god like it's just like a mom being like shut the fuck up you know there's god now we, who's god oh now i gotta create this lore for who got it like everything is i think born out of curiosity it's just a kid being like so then what happened and you're like i don't know i just fucking <laughs> he had a kid oh what did the kid do the kid died the kid died <laughs> And what does that mean? That means that you're saved. Like, yeah. it's just like. Well, that's a long way past the yeah. first king going, oh, hey, God told me this is my. Exactly. It's, but they had to get big enough to where he had to come up with that. I mean, like, how big was the group of people when he then said, okay, this is, I'm the anointed. I'm Abraham. Oh, dude, stories are powerful. Like, I told people that I got fired for posting videos about crop dusting students right that's not true (laughs) i mean okay that's not real that's not the real reason the real reason the more technical reason is because in those videos it shows like thank you notes written from students and they argue that because you can see student names that that could violate wow no 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 you got fired because of those jokes. That was their reasoning they tried to give to you. But also, That's not a real reason. But also the drug video. And there's another video that got struck down by TikTok that like TikTok took down. Oh, shit. Which was me being like, it was a superintendent being like, if I was you, sent me a comment. As a former superintendent, I would 
uh, have you in my office by Monday? And I made a video response to that that was basically the clean version of suck my fucking dick. Nice. <laughs> you know, like it was a clean yeah, 40 second version, but it was like, yeah, uh, I'm as professional as you pay me to be like, you know, I'll you do weren't it. getting paid shit either. No, 45,000. That's the crazy thing. And I was getting paid thirty five in Missouri. That's the last. That's what you last time you told me you were making thirty five. Like, yeah. How does how does a human being survive on thirty five grand? Yeah, it was. That's it, so hard to do. It was not good, but yeah, man, they they, uh, yeah, it was. <coughs> it's been a it's been a situation. Yeah, but so yeah, that's the that's the history. I'm I want to know more about that kind of shit. But yeah, so I'm trying to get more into the israel palestinian conflict and then that one's tough it does involve religion and without understanding how evangelicals see the situation it's impossible to understand the situation oh well yeah then you get down that road and they're like no we need this because we need the prophecies to come true we need jesus to come back and we need everybody to die and they believe it with their whole badusi they believe they can't it. wait for it. They believe they are it with, wanting. They they're praying for. It. Please, this is what. Yeah. Every ounce of their fucking asshole is devoted to this one true idea, and nothing is gonna sway them. Yeah. Like I I worked with the current speaker of the house, Mike Johnson. Oh, that dude. I worked with him. He went to my church. Really? I know his chief of staff. I've got their phone numbers. Like that I know those dudes. Seems... They are the most evangelical. Nobody wants to see Israel be protected and maintained and supported more than that dude. Really? Oh yeah. That's like number one. That dude wants Jesus to come back. I bet because he hates his wife. I bet. I bet he just oh, like, that goes back further than that. Uh, no, I'm saying like, I bet it's just like, God, I just want like sweet release. Like I want to be back with, do you know what he's, he's got this thing. So, you know, in, like, churches and stuff, they have, like, their accountability partners. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, doing yeah. things. Well, he's got this little porn. Triple X Porn Church. I don't What's that? Is that the name of the app? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's some app where you have an accountability partner, and if you're looking at porn, it shows some kind of screenshot to your accountability partner and says, hey, your, your buddy, he's watching porn. You mm-hmm. need to have a talk with him. We mm-hmm. know this isn't right. Yeah, I had it. Do you know, oh my God, do you know who his accountability partner is steve scalise his 17 year old son Ooh, Ooh. how is it worse than steve scalise oh <laughs> can you believe that buddy and he's like and thankfully my son hasn't had or i haven't had anything to report for my son yeah, what the fuck? How's he getting around it? Uh, He's using your daughter's phone. Yeah, he knows how to use a VPN. He knows. Yeah. These kids are smarter than... But yeah, how are you going to have your son be your accountability <sighs> partner, dude? Also, how Fucking are you going to... Dude, you can't... This idea, like, that you need a, an, an accountability partner to protect you from sin. Right. That it's going to, that it's going to hurt your relationship with God. I was down that road. Like I, I, you know, when I was married, she's a religious gal uh-huh. and you know, I gave it a run. Like I was volunteering at church. I was going to small groups, uh-huh. um, Bible studies. <sighs> yeah. Like I made, yeah, I volunteered, um, you did the damn thing. I did the damn thing. You tried to find the I, Holy Ghost. I, you know, just did. I walked the walk type thing, talk to talk, but it never 
it never seemed real to like it was never like it was like oh this is these are people I can hang out with and talk to. It's a community. It's a community, and, and that's ninety percent. It's, fun. Of it's cool. Want. Like I got you know young kids. Like all right, it's cool. But then it's like they're cool and they're nice and everything, but we're not. You know, they're squares. Right. They're not fun. Right. You gotta kind of watch your p's and q's and yeah like i just can never be my real self right and i, and I also i can never just be like i don't know i'm like you guys really like you look at him like you really have like god in you you feel it like you think he's talking to you like all i don't know like the preachers i just they're like performers you know what i mean it's like yeah like it's like this dude's like a stand-up comedian, but Ex- not funny. Exactly. But every week he's got to come up with a new hour. Again. Like respect. Yes. You're a showman. But like, what God, every single week, God's talking to you and only, you know, like you have this connection and he's telling you what to speak. And and then at some point, you know, because most of these churches start in a basement or a living room and then they end, they always go to a school cuz it gets a little bit bigger and then they start renting out a smaller church or borrowing a church a theater and then all of a sudden next thing you know you got Fred Heron being the mega pastor of Kansas City up north and it's like and he's a great dude and everything but you look at these pastors like even like not a not even a big mega church but a pretty big one with like maybe a couple thousand people and it seems like a lot a thousand people you're like at what point does that get to your head as a pastor? Like, whoa, I should like, whoa, like it has to get to all their heads immediately. And so wouldn't you think, I would think there should be, I'm not, I'm a libertarian, so I don't want the government involved in making some kind of rule or law, but there should be kind of like unwritten rule amongst clergy and churches. Like, Hey, this guy can only run shit for a little bit. Kind of like we do with a president, but like at some point, like, but then, yes, all these people, like, they come to worship. It's like they're worshiping God, but they they want to hear the message from him. Like, so I went to this mega church, the one up north with, I can't remember the name. Bright, uh, what? Vineyard. Uh-huh. That's a, uh, that's a franchise of churches, I think. Okay. Anyway, this dude, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Pretty laid back, pretty casual. Yep. Yeah. You know, he wears jeans and a blazer. They got rock music, you know, it's loud. The music's great. Yeah. It's a big. It's like an AA church. I, I used to go. My dad used to. Oh, uh, yeah. They got that shit. Rikes of, Oaks of Oaks of Righteousness. Oaks of Righteousness. What is that? That's like we're men. It's like a men's retreat who like have issues with whatever. Nice. Anger issues or marital issues. Whatever. Some, something. But he's got the big vineyard church, the main headquarters. But then I would go to a satellite church where it was also run by a pastor at a movie theater. Yeah. And we'd fill that movie theater and it was cool. Uh, but every now and then Fred, the main pastor, would come to our church and speak. Instead of watching him on the big screen, he'd come up and, oh, it's the real life Fred Heron in front of us. And we would never fill up the movie theater on a regular week. Fred comes over. Everybody shows up. Right. All the people from the other church, not all of them, but a lot of them, like the ones that have to be seen. Like, I want Fred to see me. I want him to see that I showed up. And it's just like the ego it must give these pastors. And at like some point, how do they deal with that? And, re- and you're supposed to trust that they're doing like not. I don't know. This is why, like, I don't think humans by nature sacrifice power. 
Right. And I think that power consumes all. And the quest for power is like very intoxicating. I'm not interested in that. That's not a drug I seek. You know what? I don't think I am either. I do very well like avoiding powerful positions. Yeah, I don't want that shit. But what I do know is that I don't know, and I'd be willing to bet. If you got it, you might like it a little too much. The position, (laughs) I'd be like, oh wow. Now I'm kind of a cunt. Like now I'm kind of a fucking asshole. You know, It, it it didn't. I. I could never see myself doing that, but if I, I have this philosophy, which is the riot philosophy, right? The, the loose stone philosophy, which is your grandmother will throw a stone through a car window for something. Everybody, if the moment came about and there was a swelling and all for the same cause and this community event where somebody's going to like they're going to all we will no matter what you're something there is something that could get this sweet little old lady to be like fuck you and throw a rock oh through glass. that part I, I thought you were just saying like oh yeah there's a there's a baby trapped in the car and you got no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got to save the baby <laughs> get yeah. that little teacup yorkie out of there <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's in the trunk it's hot <laughs> no it's like something angry something that like motivates you that you can feel the spirit you think of. everybody has that i think there is a point that if like i don't think your little old lady would throw a rock through um you know the window for anything but I think if it was something that really upset her, and I think if everybody else was doing it, I oh, think mob mentality, mob stuff, mentality, yeah. but also mixed with this is your like, I just think everybody's got that one. Everybody's got their price. Everybody's got blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, that's a th- I think everybody is corruptible by power. And I think by default power is corruptive so like when people have it corrupts absolutely when people have it for the pastors it's like are they ever gonna just willingly give it up as the clergy no because now if fred's got power you know what that means doug's got a little bit more power because if fred goes away now doug's gonna lose some of his power and if doug lose some of his power then jim's gonna start taking some of his power you know like we're gonna switch spots and now jim and his fucking bitch ass family they're going to be at the top above me you know like and whatever that means whatever it's all this weird hierarchy you know political bullshit that doesn't really exist but people want to be seen by the pastor why who's the pastor it's fred right fred's fucking fred fred rides his bicycle dude fred tries not to watch porn like (laughs) it's fred He's okay. You don't need to be impressed yeah. by him. He'll have a beer with you. Just one beer, but he's cool. This he is me talking to myself, talking, <laughs> getting ready to talk to Mark Norman again. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I can get down. So the, some, uh, I got a good book over here. Like the other part of the American history. You got to go yet? No, I was just checking to see what okay. I was. Yeah. I uh, 15. Know, it's called the American Serengeti. And it's about a lot of the, the megafauna that was here like 10, 12,000 years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like, did you know we had camels that lived here? You know, lions, tigers, horses, and then horses were 
extirpated, like basically extinct, but they got like horses are from North America and then all of them got wiped out and they didn't get brought back till the Spanish brought them yeah, back. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Uh, giant bears, giant sloths. Like it was like the African Serengeti, like mm-hmm. the same shit that's over there was here. Yeah. And it's fucking wild. It's like, what, what was that like? That's why we have antelope still. Antelope, you know, they live up in the Midwest, mm-hmm. Montana, South Dakota. And there's these goats that run like 60, 65 miles an hour. There's nothing. Why would, there's no reason for them to have to run that fast. There's no predator now that can get them. Right. But since they were here back then, they evolved 12,000 years ago from running from cheetahs and lions and shit. Yeah. And they just happened to stick around for some reason. Yeah. And like, uh, have you seen that big woolly mammoth that's up in Nebraska? No. Oh, dude. On Nebraska's campus, they have this massive fucking old woolly mammoth that was like, oh, they discovered it like right next to Nebraska's campus or something oh, like that. Cool. But like, just to think about woolly mammoths. Right. Just churning through, just like hanging out near. You know, Westport. <laughs> you know, just right. walking it. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I'm into I'm into that kind of shit. Yeah, I think that stuff's cool. I wish I could get into the Civil War. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some of it would interest me. It depends on like what your angle is, right? It like I I don't like top down history, which is like historically what I was taught, which is president does blank. Yeah. Congress does blank. War generals do blank blah 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 so on and so forth like the thing that i got upset like john brown john brown will single-handedly fucking rile me up. like i'm rock hard thinking about john brown because <laughs> it's the most to me it's like the most interesting story in american history i don't know shit about john brown bro this is like when you didn't know david allen Coe. play john brown's music you gotta <laughs> you don't remember that you didn't know david. I, I remember the, the david allen Coe. i remember that conversation Dude, yeah. john john brown is a was an abolitionist at the time you have people who are pro-slavery right you have people who are anti-slavery and you have abolitionists were there a lot of people do you think most people just didn't care no everybody had an opinion i think yeah at that time you've probably like your entire livelihood is dictated by the politics around if you lose slaves like your entire the southern economy but it depends is. on where you live though. like i'm saying like were people in michigan worried like like they were so that would be anti-slavery that's kind of the most moderate position is like i don't think that it's good morally but i don't really about it we're not gonna do it but i'm not gonna tell them what they can and can't do about it and then you had abolitionists who were like no fuck this on face value fuck slavery right hand like all no way should this exist it is we are morally bankrupt if this exists and then to that degree, so they were the revolutionaries at the time, which is now like such a normal position to be like, slavery is <laughs> a blight and we should, it, 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 it's morally bankrupt. Right. That's the revolutionary point right then. Okay. Just to show you how far we've come. Frederick Douglass. I heard of him. Freed slave who was like this incredible, you know, order getting, trying to talk people out of slavery, trying to legislate against slavery. He is considered one of the most radical abolitionists. John Brown, this white dude who just loved the Lord and thought that slavery was wrong, combined those two things. It's the one time that religion has been so good for somebody (laughs) because he was like, no, no, no. We are at a war for God. 
to end slavery because any man enchained is a man unsaved or whatever, you know? And like, we can't let this continue and we should kill all slave owners. And even Frederick Douglass was like, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Look, that's, I mean, I don't, know if, I don't know if blood has to be spilled. And John Brown was like, no, no, I don't think you understand. It's going to be, and we need to be the first to strike. Wow. And Frederick Douglass is still just like, John, <laughs> let's write a few more letters. Let's like, I think I'm making some progress here. This is like 19, 1858 or something. So you still got like three more years before the Civil War. But Kansas is becoming a state and it might be a slave state if yeah. missouri gets its way right Kansas is going to be a slave state big rivalry dude massive fucking casualties you right. know setting fires and shit burning downtown oh, lawrence like, like they fuck lawrence up big that's time. why the jayhawkers they were anti they were abolitionist mm-hmm. and then you had the missouri tigers which apparently is like a militia that was very pro-slavery so like those two that's why there's still that rivalry and see that's the shit i love about history is like now you're tying in things that you're like, fuck, dude, that was there the whole time, you know? But they are fighting, and John Brown moves his whole ass family to Kansas and then builds up this little abolitionist militia. And then as this militia, the pro slavery militia, is sleeping, John Brown raises his entire family and the militia, and they go in while they're sleeping and they fucking slaughter like 30 of them. That's a war crime. Oh. <laughs> yeah he does it with a fucking broadsword <laughs> like they like really he's not fucking around dude and that phew, sparks right there's your powder keg okay and then it's just one thing after the other and now you've got sides and you've got like our own israel palestinian oh oh absolutely like on here yeah except for like Harder to tell who's who. They harder to tell. Even there, it's really hard to tell who's who. But like vaguely religious, but also just like there's something. Uh, there's something really interesting about just fighting for your beliefs in something that's not religious. <coughs> Rarely do you see that. Hmm. Rarely, you see people fighting for like land. Right. And again, all it's coming back to is power, right? That's all the Civil War is about, is this fighting for power, right? Like, Lincoln was anti-slavery. He wasn't an abolitionist. He slowly, like, became... He didn't start out like that. Didn't he just kind of end up there because it was no, advantageous? He was always anti-slavery. But he wasn't an abolitionist. He wasn't an abolitionist. But okay. he, like, slowly but surely started to make his way over there. And then he did some revolutionary shit. The reason he got killed was because of, like, the post-war efforts. He came up with the Freedmen's Bureau, which was, we're going to give all free slaves 40 acres and a mule, mm-hmm. free health care, free education. Mm-hmm. Free health care, free education. Who's going to pay for that? Fucking Southerners, you know? And they were like, hell no. And the VP was from Tennessee. So if we shoot him, then we get one of our own. Okay. Andrew Johnson, yeah. And so now... You never get 40 acres in a mule. That's why they're still talking about reparations is because, like, it was legitimately promised. It was like, hey, we know you need more power. You've been relegated to the outer realms of society. We're going to try and give you just a leg up. And they were like, no, let's put a fucking bullet in the back of his head. Let's, uh, no, no, that's crazy. <laughs> we Is there, I don't know, like, I, I know basic 
very little about that kind of stuff. Like I just, like I said, it didn't interest me that much. I'm aware of it. Uh-huh. Is there information on John Wilkes Booth's story? Like who set him there? Like was he a patsy? Was he paid for it? Like did he do it on his own volition? Who was he before he did that? Is there like a whole information on so on him? To my understanding, and I'll only speak on what I know, which is not a lot. So everything I'm saying should be fact checked. But uh it's my understanding that John Wilkes Booth was a part of a uh, a right leaning like secret society. Like you've kind of got these, especially in the eighteen hundreds. There's a million of them. Like not the Ku Klux Klan, but that's how the KKK gets started. Is like a very the Freemasons. Like there's good mm-hmm. examples, they're bad examples, right? But he's in one of those that is. Um, pro-slavery and pro uh, the South and very anti-Republican, very anti, um, you know, government control and very anti, like, the federal government making these decisions. And it's a swirling combination of things that I think leads him up there. But I, to my understanding, it was on his own volition. Okay. It was like, him and his brother, I think, knew about it. But, yeah. And did he, he shot him in the back of the head, and did he jump down and break his leg? Yeah, he, like, and fucked did they up get his him? ankle. Um, did they get him immediately? Yeah, they... Then what, hanged him? I think they got him and killed him. I think they shot him. I always get that one in JFK, because they killed... Uh, um, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, that's a wild. That's a wild one too. What's your favorite part of, Amer- of the American mystery? Like, what do you like getting deep in? Civil War? Uh no, I like like race. I like racial dynamics. Really? So, yeah, I really like. Cause I just grew up around such a fucked up racial dynamic. Yeah, it is pretty fucking weird down there, dude. I went to an all black elementary school called Plantation Park. <laughs> it's like. That's some wild shit. It's fucked up. We had race riots in sixth grade and in 10th grade. In sixth grade, we had like actual like fights consistently daily. And in 10th grade, we had like the entire football team broke off into there was about to be a fight and it just like divided. And I still like that down there, too, huh? I mean, not as much, but I I wouldn't even say not as much. Probably. It's probably just the same that it was, which is a very unspoken thing until it's seen. And then once you see it. It's hard to unsee it unless you're just blind to it. But I was like, you know, I had mixed nephews. I had like, you know, it was weird to me. I went, I was born and raised in Michigan. My mom gets remarried to a guy in the Air Force. We moved to South Dakota. So I spent a lot of formative years around the whitest of white people. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Shreveport. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like a cult. very diverse, but it was a cult. It was great. I liked it because I yeah. liked that change. I liked the diversity, but then I would I never understood where there were all these Confederate flags everywhere. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, wh- who's doing this? Why?" Like, I remember taking them off a couple cars before, like walking by, like I'm taking this fucking thing off. This is what the what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, pride, not hate. It's like I don't even know what the fucking that means. I don't even know what that means, dude. I had a rebel flag retainer. Yeah, yeah, I had a Confederate flag retainer. Had like the thing, 
Did you pick it out? Yeah. You were a, you were a redneck guy. It was in a, a book. You, yeah. I chose it. Why? Because that was the cool thing at the time. Okay. It was just cool. You didn't even know why. You're just like it's cool. No, I mean and we knew everywhere. we knew what it was. Yeah. We knew that it was the southern states, but nobody related it to oh, it's right. Uh, pro-slavery because we got taught it's pro-slavery state rights you know yeah rare until you realize well what were the state's rights to do <laughs> right it was to own slaves and in the constitution of the confederacy it's like hey we're trying to keep slavery like it's very right. very clear right but yeah i had to unlearn like a lot of that stuff and it, it took a while and i still know people down there that yeah it's definitely uh flown and they don't see why is the problem? They were like, oh, Jeez. Leonard Skinner did it. But even Leonard Skinner didn't like it. Yeah. Most of Leonard Skinner, it was a marketing thing from the right. album, from the records. But Yeah, it's it's wild. And I was also wondering, like, I was like, well, why do so many black people live down here then? It's like you would think they'd want to get away from all this, but then you're like, oh, wait, this is their home. Well, also, I mean, look, it's it's hard for people to move. Right. I just meant from like generations ago, but yeah, I guess it's always been hard. But if your generation never got like that opportunity up, or money to even do it for sure. So now your only job that you've been able to have, did the Louisiana, yeah. like I was 15 when I was coming up with these questions. Did the Louisiana <laughs> literacy test. Have you ever seen that? No, I don't know. I probably not. They used to do these poll tests. Oh, can you vote? Oh, are you literate? It's your first time signing up to vote. 1960s going to be a black person, right? These little poll tests, they give them to you. Impossible to pass. Impossible to pass. Four pages, completely not possible Whoa. to pass this test. And Trump would love something like that. Right oh, now. dude, you'd sit and you would do it and you'd do it and you'd do it and you'd go, can I vote? And they'd be like, no, absolutely not. That was in the 1960s, dude. So, like, you talk about disenfranchisement like my mom was born in 59 like that's like that's a 30 year old who's like their mom probably wasn't afforded any type of job opportunity mm. above being a fucking janitor maybe a secretary if you got the fuck that's the luckiest yeah. you know like it's it's a uh it's a thing that kind of helped me understand like oh okay because i dude i was going through a lot when that trayvon martin shit happened and when Skittles uh, and iced tea, yeah, Zach, uh, not, not Zach, uh, Zimmerman, yeah, George Martin, Zimmerman, George Zimmerman, that's right. And it was like 2014, but then Ferguson, they started rioting, yeah. And I was wrestling with a lot of like <coughs> very tough, like thoughts, like how should I feel about this and what should I? And it just felt like, oh, the more that I read, the more I was like, fuck, I'm getting angry too. <laughs> like, I'd, I kind of want to tip some shit over too. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I think. That's why I got super obsessed with history is and especially like racial history, which is like through and through American history. I think that's why it like set in so much that I makes think sense. from 2014 to 2016. That was like the only history I consumed. Like it's got to be more of a Southern person thing that kind of leans that way a bit more. I would think it definitely uh, Just, airs that way because you guys experience more of it. us in the North. Like I was probably considered a Yankee. Like it's you definitely yeah. I, we never really it was I never crossed my mind you know yeah I think that's most I mean it crossed my mind but it wasn't like yeah we're we're not seeing it like you guys I think it also you know it it doesn't cross most people's history's down there I don't think it, alive and well like they want that history going 
Yes, but I don't think that it matters to most people unless you're interested in history. And that was like, that's the thing that I enjoy doing is getting people like into like a story or just something where you're like, oh, that sounds like fucking wild. You seen Killers of the Flower Moon? Uh, not yet. I was going to, but it was like a nine o'clock showing. It's a three hour movie. Yeah. I would have fallen asleep. Yeah, especially in those. They now they got those recliners, oh God, dude. Those things fuck me on up, them. dude. I got too much ADHD to be in a recliner when I watch a movie. Yeah. I need to be in an uncomfortable seat <laughs> with my feet up, bothering the person oh, behind I, me. Yeah, I sleep. Yeah, in the recliners, I sleep. Mm-hmm. Even in movies that I'm like, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying this movie. I, me too. You put that ass warmer oh on. My God, you kick back. Your legs are up. You've had some popcorn, maybe a couple of drinks. Yeah, I don't know why they they should have like. They need uncomfortable options. I need like just like three. You know, they, they have room between that and the recliner. They just need one awkward, uncomfortable chair in the middle of that <laughs> that I could just sit in and, the cock block chair where I just sit in and, you know, you leave room just, for Jesus. Yeah, you should just bring a folding chair and yeah. sit in the aisle. Uh-huh. That's it. Honestly, <laughs> I might next time. I bring my water bottles in. They don't care now. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can bring whatever you want in. They're not going to stop you. Yeah. Because most of them are full service and stuff. But, uh. I think I could get away with this and a folding chair. I think I could pull that off. I think they'd say anything to me. I mean, they're usually kids, so. Yeah, what, a, what are You're they You're a kid. Say? I'm an adult. Yeah. Fuck you. What are you, 17? You yeah. can't even get into this movie. Yeah, fuck All you, All I have kid. to do is run in here. You're not old enough to get in. That's in. right. <laughs> you got to call your mom. <laughs> mom, that's being mean to me. <laughs> it's come a rated R movie. Could you come help me so throw them out? Yeah. Mm-mm. All right, so what's next? You got some shows coming up. How can people see you and find you? Uh, I got a bunch of shows. I uh, as soon as I got fired, I got an agent, and I just started. Oh, really? Booking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just started booking a ton of gigs. So I'm calling it the teacher shortage tour. Really, I'm just bouncing around to a bunch of different cities. The next big ones, I'm in. I don't know when this comes out, but I'm in Cleveland this week. I'm in Iowa, Knoxville, Jacksonville, uh, the Damn. Dakotas, Omaha. Denver. I'm Are you Denver. driving or flying to these places? Both. Really? Yeah. And then in Denver, I'm going to live in Denver for like a month. So if you're in Denver, I'll be there from like the after Christmas until like the second weekend in January, just bouncing around Colorado. Shout out to Brant Tobler. Hey, Brant's a good boy. Yeah. Big man. He's yeah. uh, very funny. Hilarious. His book's wonderful. Yeah. One of the first features I worked with who really like put a lot of game on me nice yeah he's got a hell of a story have you read his book yeah well i never read his book but when we he when i worked with him he was working out all of his material for this is not happening oh nice. which is like kind of from that book and uh so we talked at length about a lot of the stuff but yeah, wild yeah crazy insane life and i'm pretty bummed that mine is like crop dusting teacher <laughs> do like some crazier shit but uh yeah he's like it's it's cool it's cool when you meet like good dudes. Yeah, like I didn't know Brant before that weekend and now I know Brant and mm-hmm. like Brant's like a homie. Like somebody that I know I could just reach out to and be like, Hey, do you know blah blah blah, could you put in a word for like and he would just give you the the advice. Like nice. the, yeah, it's cool. How big are these shows that you'll be doing? They vary. So uh ten to a thousand? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's honestly probably it. You know, you do it some Tuesday shows. Who knows what's going to happen? Right. But it's all of my all of my stuff is at formerly Fat Steven. So that's like the website, Instagram. How long have you been doing this now? Comedy. Yeah. 
like eight years if you count the pandemic. Okay. Like six to eight years, depending on how you measure time okay. over that. So you still, I mean, you're not new, but you're still kind of fresh. Still you're green. like a young green. There you go. That's Comic, comics say seven years. Comics say seven years before you're uh, funny. And I'm at that weird time where it's like, we're figuring out where that is. But I know that the shows have been amazing. Like the shows that I've been doing are like. Are you proud of your stuff? Oh my God. Like nothing makes me more proud than being on stage. Like I think I crush in any room. I've done most every room, you know. Where are you? Are you performing in Kansas City consistently? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I run... Where and when? I run Barrel of the Bottoms, which oh, that's is right. West Bottoms yeah, Club. Yeah, so I'm I'm not there as much, uh, but we're still doing a bunch of shows. We do shows every Saturday, so it's two shows a Saturday now. We're, like, turning it into a club club. So oh, cool. So come out to that, please. Um, but then I do those Sunday shows at Knuckleheads when the Chiefs don't play. Um, so whenever the Chiefs have Thursday or Monday or bye weeks or whatever. Nice. We do it then, and then that comes back to, you know, in the spring and summer months it's like every single week yeah so i do that a lot i just i bounce around town there's a bunch of stuff if you're it's all instagram and everything i try and put up my shows when i can all my stories watch my stories okay i don't post anything to the grid okay the stories yeah stories i think is where that's where i communicate mostly okay is that not you i check them out sometimes i don't know i've i've have not been on social media a ton smart lately good man I'm just uh, way to live life trying to i mean still get wrapped up in it a little bit but i'm not posting as much or getting involved watching a bunch of just like eh, whatever i've been trying to be creator not consumer yeah i've been trying to get in just to make what i need to make yeah and then get out without being too unscathed it leave it alone yeah instead i find a troll commenting on my things anonymously and then i spend 20 minutes doing a deep dive into who this person is yeah do you go back out. and forth with these trolls oh i don't i don't go back and forth i they say something usually i have like three or four that like comment on everything oh really and they're always negative and if i give it the time of day i'm pretty good on the internet i'm pretty good at like finding yeah internet hard. sleuthing yeah i love that shit and uh all you know 20 minutes and i found their facebook their family's facebook their linkedin <laughs> blah 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 and so there have been a lot of times where i i let them go i let them go i let them go i give them enough rope and then finally i'm like hey why don't you go talk to your grandchild like I bet Marcy misses her grandfather, Brian. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, and then there's no going back and forth. It's like once somebody tells you to go talk to your family, it's hard to be like, well, no, I'm going to. It's like, dude, you're still talking to me. Go read something to your kid. <laughs> like, uh, People are so weird. Yeah, and it's just so weird to be negative on social media to a person who you don't know, who doesn't like care about you at all like i only yeah. do that because i have the free time yeah i only do that because so i get sucked in i'll go back and forth a little bit oh no 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 i never it's the same thing with students right like power battles can't happen if i as soon as i'm like here with a student yeah which is how i view most normal people right <laughs> is like as soon as i like get here like i've lost yeah because now i'm out of control like now we're like i'm letting you dictate how I feel. I can't tell you how many kids I would have. Okay. That, like if I said something, I'd be like, you know, I'm a smart ass. So I'd say something smart and they'd right. be like, shut the fuck up. And you'd be like, 
oh, is that what we're doing today? And they're like, yeah, it's what we're fucking doing today. And it's like, oh, really? Okay, cool. I had no idea. <laughs> I thought we were just hanging out, being cool, doing class. But if that's what we're doing today, that's what we're doing today. And then, you know, deal with it later. But it's right. like, I'm not going to like no, elevate. I don't mean it like I'm that. just going to try and like find, you know, how many ways around so that I don't have to waste any more energy. Yeah telling you to go fuck yourself <laughs> in a way that you'll remember. <laughs> nice. I like to just, I, I just go back and forth because it's kind of like, it's just like a game to me sometimes. I'm just like, I'm using it as kind of like trolling and getting them riled up. It doesn't do anything to me. Yeah. I like it. That's it. If you can find the fun like in it. it. And they get a little, and I get a little content out of it and I get them, that's it. and it's I get them the to algorithm. check my stuff out. Oh yeah. Well your podcast is, is, this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, thanks for checking my shit out. Right. You gave me a click. You're adding into the algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, dude. I appreciate yeah. it. That's what I like about it. It's the best. Yeah. All right, Steven, this was awesome. I know you have to get out here to go do a show. Uh, but next time we got we to gotta schedule this to where we can do some heavy drinking. Let's do it. We'll make it work. We'll right. find, I'll find a time when I'm back. All right. I can't wait. I want to check out your set soon. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Come hang. I can't tonight. I got plans. but Hey, I understand. Next time. All right. All right. Let's go. Bye. See ya. Bye, everybody. Leave me the fuck alone. Uh, Neanderthal, hardest podcast in the world, you stupid ass bitch. <laughs>